Yes, uh, so we know that uh, the president, I guess, uh, yeah, brought us back to level three yesterday and uh, uh, relaxing somewhat of uh, the restrictions uh, of the COVID-19 uh, uh, moment, um, of course, and some of the restrictions on gathering. But I think one of the critical ones, uh, least of all for a sector that's been heavily hit by uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, is uh, the uh, restrictions on interprovincial travel and uh, the implications those have. Uh, on uh, domestic tourism uh, and uh, yeah this evening we are going to shine a spotlight on this as uh, the COVID-19 lockdown uh, regulations adversely affecting visitor numbers to the province of the Eastern Cape and the Eastern Cape Parks and Tourism Agency together with uh, the Eastern Cape tourism sector recognizing the importance of forging ahead with new innovations and experiences to keep tourism top of mind as well as to ensure responsible and safe tourism offerings in the province of the Eastern Cape. The CEO of the Parks and Tourism Authority of the Eastern Cape, uh, Mr. Vuyani Daimani, joins me now on the line. Good evening to you and welcome to Good evening to you and the listeners at home. Thank you very much for hosting. You know, intervention here was very, very timely uh, because, you know, <laughs> if we were talking this time last week, but uh, Vuyani, hey, hey, hey. They would touch and go, but I born and go. Sancho, I definitely understand. I mean, we tell President what can say is business in those yafulu, and I think you're right. It's a perfect opportunity because I think we've got the you know uh, Women's Day uh, 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 brief holiday coming up as well, and the people are going to be wanting to explore this country because everybody's been stuck at home with cabin fever, um, and no better place to do it than uh, yeah, Ipondo la Sembuma Colon. Yes, I think one of the things that uh, the, the clarion call we were given, the line of march by the shareholder, the MEC for the department, MEC Mvoko, was clear to mm. say, when the opportunity comes, what are we offering? So the approach here has always been like a dark west over up, above water at Ascensit. <laughs> Underneath were paddling like hell. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse the part. So that's exactly what we've been doing. We have been preparing ourselves so that when the opportunity comes, we're able to introduce new product offerings into into the sector. But mm-hmm. I think the beauty for us is that we have been doing this with our partners, the stakeholders in the sector. You know, they, we have been jointly working on this to say, what is it that we need to do? And I think one of the things that COVID has done to us is that it has given us the opportunity to share the, our scripts, to be able to share information, mm. because the, the, the budget is tight for all of us. Sure. So sure. it has to share what we are doing, to say, what are you doing? And, and But importantly, when we share what we're doing as the different stakeholders and mm. product offerings, it makes the, 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 the stay of the tourist into the destination longer. Instead of coming for one product offering, Mm. Because we share what we're doing jointly, then you create a micro trip that will arrest that particular traveler sure. for two, three more days. And that's the beauty of what we've achieved as as a collective uh, in mm. the sector. But to all the partners in terms of what we've done to keep ourselves afloat, to wait, to wait for this grand moment and opportunity, I think kudos to everybody who's sure, managed sure. to hold it there. Let us in now on some of the corridors because, I mean, we do know that the, the Eastern Cape is not a homogenous type of tourism experience, right? There's different okay. tourism products, uh, you know, depending on what, I guess, space you find yourself in. So, you know, the Bavian's Kloof type uh, thing is fundamentally different to maybe what you might find on the Wild Coast. What are some of the corridors 
certainly for many of the, uh, I guess, domestic travelers that uh, you might want to highlight for us and uh, some of the tourism products that, um, as I was saying when I started the show, are off the beaten track <laughs> outside of the big Kabecha, mm. Buffalo City and some of the other places people might be familiar with. So, cool. one of the things that we have done in the broad scheme of things, we, we packaged nine tourism routes as, as of your preparation of your product offering, the service that you're offering. Mm. You are not going to be have, having referrals of people wanting to come back. So part of what we have to fine-tune during this lockdown period was to ensure that our service offering is, is improved mm. so that whoever comes in can go, can, can go back and say, the best that you can get from a service offering point of view, go there. But importantly, again, as another diversified product offering is our township. Partly to, to appreciate what is it that people are doing in, in our townships and how do they integrate and link up with whatever that people are doing in, in, the, in, the, in the bigger scale of things. New product offerings that are now coming up into the sectors, you go to your Buffalo City and find people wanting to to Kiak in the rivers and mm. Greenica River around Buffalo City, you go to Kaiweka, you find people want to go and eat them up like in a new product offering that's in the township of mm. New Brighton. So what you are getting there, there's an emergence of new product offerings sure. that are positioning the township economy in a different way. But with that is the culture and the heritage of what we are known about mm. as a product. Mm. Because if you don't if you don't tap into that, you are missing out on a very important input in the terrorism sector, our our hospitality, our people, the warmth of the Eastern Cape people. And you have that best described in the heritage and the culture of what we offer. Sure. If you go to those areas. Dancing, giving you the product offering from a cultural point of view of what it is that they're offering. Mm. So all those new offerings, over and above the mainstream that we have been known mm. about, the bungee jumps of this world. But, that but we can just, do. just on the heritage one, man, <laughs> have we managed to package the political heritage of Ipondo? Because I asked this, I mean, I remember a few years ago, you know, the, the Eastern Cape had a few of these corridors. So you would have one going to the birthplace of A.B. Koma, Sasulu. You would have one going, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, in different directions. And I think there was one, you know, there in the eastern part towards Mama Winnie's birthplace as well. Sure. Um, and I'm interested in whether or not we've been able to, to package those for, you know, the villages of uh, Omanzane Ngobo and, you know, even uh, some of the villages like uh, in places like Mbizana and others, um, the, alongside, of course, some of the other heritage tourism that you, you're making mention of. So, so, but this is the point that you're doing with the Department of Sports and Recreation, and I mean, Arts and Recreation in the province. Mm. In terms of, uh, of the audit of our, of, of our heritage offerings, what is it, what status, for example, if you, if you look in terms of what we have now, in terms of priorities, if you go, for example, in terms of the, the Bullock Massacre as one of those sites, mm. we are beginning to say there are these important heritage and cultural sites that we have. We needed to fashion the state of readiness of the infrastructure because, again, linked to that is the accessibility of those particular sites and, and the management of that particular infrastructure. So part of what we're offering, not to sell them as in isolation, it's what's happening within that corridor, but to introduce them as part of the experience of a tourist. For example, if you are going to go exactly in the route that we are referring to around the Wild Coast, how can you go there without having touched at the museum, for example, the Nelson Mandela mm. Museum? You will, have, you will have not finished your trip, you have not been sure. to Kagezu. You will have not finished your trip if you have not been to the, the Sabalele village. Mm. So all those product offerings are finding expression in terms of the micro trips that uh, our, our tour guides 
are offering in that particular space. Because it, that, that's, that needs a scale of the uniqueness of the knowledge of the history sure, and sure. the heritage of that particular area. To just go to the building without the insight of mm. the history of what, what, what will be taking place in that particular site sure. is not going to do justice. Just to, just to give one example of such, one of our tour guides gave something that nobody thought about. They said, look, some of the people that I'm able to attract into the, into the destination, they come, they want to do an experience of Upakisong. Mm. Now, these are guys from Belgium and all these other places. Guess what he does? The way that you do, this is, this is what they want to do. They will make the fire. After making the fire, but all the song, the way you do, they will bake that bread. And all this is documented in a, in a, in a video clip that sells. Mm. That thing all the time has got about 15 people wanting to come at a given sure, point in time. Sure, now, sure. what we are trying to say is that here is an opportunity where our tour guides from those up, from these areas that we have managed to to capacity. I mean, we have registered mm. in close to 200 mm. during lockdown, empowering them so that when they communicate, they are able to package micro trips. Sure. Now, these micro trips are finding expression in the broad routes that we, we spoke about. Masens also, masens also, so that we, we don't give too much away. Uh, because we want a band one, Briefly, where can uh, many of the people who are now quite encouraged to undertake interprovincial travel, where can they find more information about uh, some of the tourism offerings of the province of the Eastern Cape and some of uh, the work that you do as the Parks and Tourism Agents? Our site, Visit Eastern Cape, on our website, we are available there on Facebook, Eastern Cape Tourism, and on Instagram, Eastern Cape Tourism again, on Twitter at EC, capital letters, underscore, tourism with the capital letter T. But over and above this, the investment that is being made by the provincial government sure. to our parks, the investment made by our national government departments like you, Department of Forestry, Fisheries mm. and Environment, mm. National Department of Tourism, to reposition the product offering of the sure. infrastructure of our, national, of our provincial parks is going to provide that tourist when they come a different and a unique experience. That uh, they, they experience it for themselves. So let's pause here. And that's why I'm saying don't give too much away. So if you figure out how to do it, you Thank you very much. That there was Vuyani Taimani, CEO of uh, the Eastern Cape Parks and Tourism Agency, uh, encouraging you to go and visit the province of the Eastern Cape. 18 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You're tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. In the next few minutes or so, we're going to check in with the South African Clothing and Textile Workers Union around some of the unrest that we've seen in KZN and uh, certainly has had a, a massive impact uh, on the clothing and textile sector. And uh, we're going to be speaking to uh, Bob Zwite, Mr. Mbaliazwe Ngumalo, uh, who's the uh, Provincial Secretary of the Clothing and Textile Workers Union out in Guazulu Natal. But before we do that, must get strong up in England.